Cool. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the George and AJ podcast. And in actual fact, why not? Let's ask for listeners in the comment section below to suggest a name for this. Because if we're going to do it weekly, I think we should have a name. Because the George and AJ podcast, quite frankly, is crap. It's uh, basic, kind it's, of it's basic about shit. It's as basic as it could get, isn't it? So yeah. I think we should, should get listeners to suggest a name. Comment below in the in the comment section or even DM us just a, a, an idea for a name for this. And then we'll rock yeah. and roll with one of them. And we'll get it all logoed up. We'll do some yeah. fancy thumbnails. Yep. And then we're rocking and rolling. So, guys, yep. I hope you're all good. Thank you very much for tuning in again. Me and George were talking off air about how kind of surprised we are, I guess, with the amount of views that this consistently gets. You know, I, I appreciate, like, the one-off where, you know, George came on for the first time as more of a guest. And mm. now I would say that George is definitely a, a co-host of this podcast. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, the fact that we get consistent views is pretty damn cool. But yeah. We're going to keep keep them coming on a weekly basis, ideally, um, at minimum bi-weekly, so you can look yep. forward to that. And obviously, you've got plenty to look forward to this year with me continuing my off-season and, and coaching George through his first ever prep, and you obviously Definitely. see George's first ever prep unfold, So, and that's very much a process that, that he'll be willing to share on the multiple of platforms that he's on. So, yeah, yeah I guess let's um, roll into what we usually roll into at the start of each podcast, and and catch up on what the last sort of, well, six days since we last recorded. Um, yeah. What have the last six days been like for you, mate? What have you been up to? How have sessions gone? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, just um, give us a bit of a roll through the last sort of week. I always have to try and remember what I did. Like, it's, it's hard to sometimes remember actually what did I do. But uh, I don't think I've done too... <laughs> yeah, I haven't done too much. Um, I haven't seen the missus or anything like that for uh, a good week now, which makes me a little bit sad. Oh, okay. um, is she aware or is she just busy? Well, obviously, she works and stuff like that, and she lives an hour away from me, so it's not like um, we can go up and see each other all the time. So we base base upon when I see her, it's based upon when, when she's free, if you know what I mean? It's not when she's kind of free. Yeah. And her shifts are all over the place and stuff like that, so it's a bit of a nightmare. But I always look forward to seeing her, but that's a different topic. Um, it's nice, though. I think it's nice to look like have that... like. For a, for a while with Danny, it was like I'd see her maybe most weekends. Yeah. Um, and you always look forward to that a lot. Um, yeah, I definitely. I must admit, like, I'm, I'm around Danny, like, a lot now. She's basically, yeah. basically living here for the most part. And I can't complain about that as well, mate, because yeah. it, oh, definitely. It's, it's nice to have them around, you know, every single day. But, yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of nice yeah. you look forward to it. So, sometimes, although I love her being around and stuff like that, sometimes I love looking forward to my own bed as well. Just, you know, that, that, that little aspect of it as well. But look forward to seeing her at some point, hopefully this this week or next week or whatever. Um, but what I've been doing normally is just eating, training, sleeping. Sleep's actually been a bit of a mess lately. Uh, waking up every kind of two hours, you know, just disrupted. Not really sure. My, nothing's changed, if I'm honest with you. It's just very disruptive. And I'm up going to the toilet, which I always do. But it's just every two hours I'm kind of like waking up at the same time looking at my phone it's the exact same time I think fuck's sake like what's happening there but I'm sure that would just kind of go eventually and do I normally just go phone and, do you look at your phone and go through any messages or do you just literally look at the time I just literally look at the time just I don't know why just to kind of see what's going on um training wise training's been pretty good I've hit some uh decent numbers this week trying to get back into barbell back squatting um something I neglected years ago just simply because like I did I had a trap nerve in my hip once and it just put me off um and I haven't really got back into it but slowly getting back into it and again a lot better um over time um hit some good numbers 
they, they, I'm quite happy with my depth, although they feel they just don't feel right. You know, when you do something and it just don't feel right, but it actually looks all right. It's one of those at the moment, and the, but they're slowly feeling better. Like normally, I come off and I'll be hobbling, holding my lower back, but no, it was all good so far. They're getting better, which is good. Um, here's some good uh, numbers on my incline dumbbell press. Hit the 45s for six, which is quite good. It's a low incline though. Obviously, it was a little bit higher. I probably wouldn't do the 45 for six, but quite like the low incline for myself, especially for the bicep tendonitis. Yes, um, yeah. Did you know we was on about last week? I said how I just pick up a dumbbell and I just see how many I get with like weighted dips. I thought I see you doing like the forties and stuff like that. I've been watching. Uh, what did I watch? I watched um, you and Bridgen do the uh, push session. Uh, oh, you yeah, yeah. forty kilos, and I always try and watch people who are kind of similar to me. And I think we are similar to some degree oh, in some aspects yeah. of the train. And I looked at that and I think you're doing the forties. I thought fuck it, I'm going to pick up forty kilo dumbbell, put it between my legs, see how many I got, and I, I got seven. So that was mate. That, that's like, strong. That was that's quite especially good. the dumbbell. Yeah, I've, I've done, I can do a little bit more with um, a dip belt. Um, I've, yeah, I man. remember back in the day, um, I did a little bit more. But yeah, dumbbells are a fucking nightmare. But apart from that, um, I tried deadlifting yesterday as well. Uh, that was a nightmare. And it really, like I, I put in um, the forum, I said that it just really like annoys me when yeah. I, I psych myself up for it all night. Um, and then all morning, the um, when I do like a deadlift or something like that, I, get, I prepare myself. And then when it comes to it and it just flops, like I was warming up 100 kilos and I was holding my lower back. I was like, I've got to sit down here. It's too much pain. Um, and it just like, really kind of put me off, if you know what I mean, for the rest of the session. So the rest of the session was a bit of a slug. Um, but what apart from that... What pain is it, mate? Is it like a locked up feeling or is it... Yes, it's, it's like a locked up kind of just, yeah. It's, I, I pretty much know what it is. It's, it's something to do with my hips, I know, especially on my right-hand side. I think it because when I have that trapped nerve in my hip, I, it just hasn't got 100% better. But yeah. I need to invest some money into kind of getting massage and stuff like that. But um, I will definitely do that. Apart from that, nutrition-wise, been fine. No pepes. I haven't had that for a week which i'm pretty sad about but looking forward to having that um everything's good yeah everything's good um yeah pretty much it that's about it for me nothing special save old shit really you, yourself you, you hit and you hit have you hit uh, besides the dip have you hit any other sort of lifts that you're pretty proud of this week have you got the hack squat coming up or anything like that the hack squat i was doing what i did i didn't do that this week i did it last week i did 130 for seven um that's what three plates and a five um, and it pisses me off because I have come. I started on two plates and a half. Now I'm on three and a five. Um, but yeah, after watching you do like four and a bit, I was like, "Fuck's sake!" <laughs> uh, it just pissing. It just pisses me off. But I'm gonna make sure if we come up, if, if we have the rotation when I come up, um, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna fucking hit some better numbers. You know what yep. I mean? Push myself a little bit. But yep. yeah, um, yeah, that pissed me off. Yeah, I think yeah, that's all right because I don't see a lot of people do three plates in my gym. But then I see you doing four, and I'm thinking, fuck's sake. And it looks easy. So, yeah, that pissed me off slightly. But I'm sure I'll use it as motivation. Um, think, but apart yeah, from that. Mate, honestly, you, you, this is what you know people need to realize with the hack squat thing or any lift. Uh, use it as motivation. Like, I've trained with people that just shit on me yep. on lifts, you know. And, I, you know, I trained, like, with Mark Claxton once. And I think he ha yep. out-hack out squatted me by, like, two or three plates. And I'm like, this is just, like, I'm being ridiculed here. So I like to train with people like that because it just it does really open your eyes and start to make you think. Fuck, like I've got a lot of work to do um, to catch up to these people. Yeah. And you know, with regards to, um, I was going to say something about the back squat and my opinions on that. So I think that I was going to say, oh yeah, one one thing, like maybe consider for you programming wise, and this is something that listeners can take away as well, is like when you're trying to get into a movement that doesn't feel so good initially. So like feels like you're not 
really. And one of my clients that actually asked this, he was like, am I meant to like feel like good contractions on a squat? Am I meant to feel it like in the right place? Am I meant to feel it in my legs afterwards? I'm like, yeah, like after you've done the set and you've racked it, you mm. should feel like you've used your legs. Like that's yeah. an absolute must. If you feel like all you've done is shatter your CNS and, you know, beat yourself up and use your upper back and lower back and lumbar and... If you feel like you've done that, then that's not an effective squat. But for you, like maybe once, well, to make it feel good and to spend some time like adapting to it neurologically, I'd just do like, I'd program it all in higher rep ranges. You'll have noticed that when I got back into back squatting, I didn't do very many low rep sets. Mm -hmm. um, most of my sets were like chasing that 180 for 10. Okay. And then when I got that 180 for 10, that's the only point at which now I might consider doing some low rep work because I feel more comf comfortable and confident to go for that, but still like elicit an, uh, an actual hypertrophy response. Yeah. Because I know that I can make those, you know, four or five reppers actually count as opposed to like just risking it for a five repper. So yeah, yeah if someone's new to a movement, I'd a big, a big compound, not like new to a bicep curl, like yeah. a big compound, program it in high rep ranges and just get really like neurologically adapted to it. And then you'll be you'll be good for your like low rep range top set. Yeah. The same with the um the hack the the Cybex hack. You know the more one of the one of the big tips for you as well and anyone listening like when you're warming up on the Cybex hack, don't be afraid with the warm ups to go like pretty reppy, because mm. what I've found with it and this is something that I messed up massively is I'd warm up like really managing fatigue. Yeah. And I'd never quite get my groove and the groove on that hack is so important. Mm -hmm. You need to be in the groove. Like, you know, the groove when you get a rep and you can just sort of like, if you're blindfolded, like in bird box, you can just yeah, go yeah. down and like get the rep and like, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. So you don't have to think yeah. too much. Um, those are the reps that you want from rep one of your top set. And the mm -hmm. issue I was having is rep one of my top set. I was always like, always oh, my feet in the right place. Mm. Um, my pre placing pressure in the right point of my foot, my, on my outer foot or inner foot, like was thinking too much. And that yeah. first rep would always be shit as a result. Um, it would move all right, but it'd just be shit. My foot positioning would have to be changed. Yeah. So I always think about doing quite reppy warm-ups. Um, like with two plates, I'll do like, you know, anywhere between 10 and 15 reps, but just wow. like yeah. really, really getting in the groove with it. It's still a pretty low fatigue set, but getting in the groove and then yeah. coming into like three plates and three and a half i'll drop it down um to like four or five reps um and then maybe a one repper with four plates just again just to feel that and then go from there um, yeah but i'm slowly eking my way um that brings me into my update a little bit slowly eking my way into understanding that machine a bit more because yeah. like i said and you experienced this as well we've had very similar progressions on that machine it's like it's persistence. It's a machine. Course, yeah. It's the machine that makes you want to give the fuck up on it after that first oh, yeah. week, because yeah. you get humbled by it, and you're like, "Screw this! This is gonna look awful on Instagram when I film a hack squat with like two plates or three plates." Yeah. When you know, I came from the, the the other one at Underground where I was doing like five, six plates a side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got humbled by fucking three plates, and I was like, yeah. this is garbage." Yeah, yeah um, I'm very much the same. <laughs> so so yeah it's just it's just a case of of persistence with that machine um so yeah and other than that have you ever thought about using a belt with your back squats 
Um, yeah, I, I do use a belt now. Um, oh, I found a lot better. Yeah, yeah, I didn't use a belt before, but now I felt a lot more just overall, like um, just stability. I feel a lot better. And my back feels just, I, I finished a set and I'm not hobbling about. I feel quite good. I feel like, right, I'm ready to go another set now. Um, so yeah, belt, belt's really helped, um, which is good. That's Happy nice. days. And has there been any changes to your split at all recently, or have you kept with the same the same split for quite some time now? Quite some time. Yeah. Um, I, it's probably been in regards to progress wise. It's probably been my best split from that. Like my pushable legs, don't get me wrong. I, I found maybe probably my, it was probably down to my programming a little bit, and I always wanted to lower back load in sessions and stuff like that. But now that extra day I've had, um, especially in regards to uh, frequency of training the muscle part I, I found that my progress has just been two rotations bam progress has been really good like I've never 100 kilos has never felt on a um, barbell bench press has never felt so good in my life um, I'm doing some stuff which I've never done before which is cool um, so yeah that side of things I'm, I'm all good I uh, just just need to learn a little bit on my side of things programming wise because I've always been um, I don't know I see people doing other stuff and I think I want to incorporate that into mine and I need to remember I'm a little bit different to everyone else and stuff like that. And um, I feel like, for, for example, like Barbell Rose, stuff like that, um, you posted and you said that um, if you're missing part, if you're missing like this aspect of your training, you're, it's going to show in your back shots. And there's me thinking, fuck, I need to change something now sort of thing. Um, but in, in my in my situation, I don't really need to because what I'm doing at the moment is currently working. Um, and that's what I always want to say to people is just because what you see others do, on social media doesn't mean you actually need to exactly follow them because um, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people were in the same position as me when they read that post and said fuck I'm not doing any barbell rows or anything like that maybe I need to start changing my split you don't need to just because one individual has said that you know what I mean so um, yeah. yeah, if any no, listeners out there I've got your back you know what I mean <laughs> yeah no you know I, I absolutely agree mate I think there's a degree of you know knowing what what suits you knowing what your individual capacity is for, especially like movements that involve lower back loading like so individual in terms of how how much you can recover from on that front um yep. and people need to understand when when and where it's applicable like you know even like thorburn to mention him like again we always mention him yeah but him getting back into deadlifts you know like he posted yeah. up some deadlifts he hadn't done them in like a massively long yeah. time but yeah. he couldn't do them like he just couldn't yeah. do them because of his injuries so you know him him trying to put a deadlift in at the wrong point because other people mm. were deadlifting and you know, he thought there was bang for for his buck on a deadlift, then it would just been stupid because there's no bang for your buck when you can't do it injury free. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, and uh, it's, it's like you know, it's, it's even like this, you know, step thing that I put on my story the other day about having low steps, and you've talked about this as well. You yeah. know, it's like you can't you can't have low steps sometimes, and that's yeah. that's fine. You know, you just just have to admit that you're not going to be able to control your step. It's like cool. Um, don't put to like, don't think you can't achieve like great results without having you know sub seven thousand steps you, you can mm -hmm. so you can definitely you just got to be able to understand that you know some of your training might take a little bit of a hit due to the amount of walking that you're doing um but yeah it's it's, it's a it's a individual inter inter individual variability thing that you you just got to control um, definitely so yeah besides that uh what else has happened in my week so uh my week itself training wise hit like pretty good numbers on all of my leg training this week um the yeah. 200 set the 200 kilo set i really wasn't meant to do at all like that mm -hmm. wasn't part of the plan whatsoever if anything yeah if anything like, this is like another thing that listeners can take on board is i went into that session thinking that it was going to be like mm, meh like it wasn't going to be that good because i thought 
you know, with the lack of kit that I had, I didn't have my belt, I didn't have my normal knee sleeves. Um, I just had to like go out and pick up some some new Converse, which didn't feel the same because no, like new shoes don't feel the same as your your old ones. Yeah. Um. So I was like, this is just gonna be like a bit meh. Um. I'll see how it feels on the warm ups, and we'll just go from there. And if it has to be a session where I potentially have to back down a little bit on loading, then I had to. Um. But everything just felt fine. Um. Yeah. And then I just borrowed a belt and went for like one ninety, which I'd done the week prior for my top set. The plan was to do like 190 and then drop down to 180 for my back offs and just get the back mm. off work done. But I did 190 for seven and unfortunately, like Chris in the gym, you'll have seen on a few of my posts recently, like he just, yeah. he just basically ridiculed me into doing 200. Uh, <laughs> he just yeah. said, you have to put 200 kilos on the bar. So uh, when he tells me to do something, I when when everyone tells me in the gym to do something, like if, if they want to see it done, then... I'll just do it. <laughs> um, yeah. As long as it's not like completely retarded, then I'll just do it. So yeah, I did it. Um, got three. Like I, I probably looking back at the video, probably could have got four. Um, yeah. It felt very, very heavy for three though. Um, especially mm -hmm. having done one ninety previously. So, but I plan to do like two. I plan to like rinse two hundred. Of course, like, you definitely good, good sets over the course of this year. Um, Hands down. But definitely. it was good to get it on my back. Cause it, Funnily enough, I don't think I've had 200 kilos on my back in like, wow, like a long time. Must be coming yeah. up to like two years. Two wow. years. Because the last time I did it was maybe, actually, maybe a little bit less long, longer than that. Actually, no, 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 definitely two years. Definitely two years. Wow. The last time I did it was like just, just before I started prep or just, I think it was New Year's of 2017 wow. so yeah like new year's yeah. 2017 so two, two years um and it was uh it was maybe just before new year's because i think i said it as like a 2016 goal to squat 200 kilos and i think i ended up getting it for four i might have even got five i'm not sure but i think i'm pretty sure it was four um i was a bit heavier but still mm. like that that just shows like how a contest prep just ruins your strength because yeah I, I basically lost all of my squat strength I went back down to like baseline levels of strength on my squat and then I yeah. only reintroduced it like six months ago. So it's taken me six months to drive it back up to pretty much peak strength. Um, mm. And co in contrast, I'm now squatting in flats as yeah. opposed to squatting in the, the squat shoes, which I was using in the past, which I actually don't think gave me any benefit. If anything, I think mm -hmm. they made my squat a little bit less stable because I found quite often with the elevated heel, I was rolling onto my toes a lot. So the bottom of the squat probably wasn't as powerful as I am now because I, I feel really planted in the converse. Yeah. So like you said with the vans, you know, anything yeah. with a flat sole is pretty damn good for leg training. Mm -hmm. um, with the Cybex hack and the, the converse, feels like amazing. I think the mm. addition of the higher sole with the, the converse as well and the fact that you can really tie the sole, the, not the higher sole, the higher shoe. Um, yeah. Uh, and you can really tie it tight around your sort of ankle area just yep. makes it feel damn good so definitely yeah i recommend yeah. converse or of course vans I like vans yeah, yeah vans converse for, same. for leg yeah. training um, 100%. they just they feel good they feel good yeah um so yeah and then like push training was good obviously I had a session with bridgman that was actually pretty recent i might have actually recorded the podcast 
the day before the, I think I, the Bridgman session was the day before we recorded. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, we spoke because we spoke about it last time. Ah, okay, sure. Yeah. So I covered that. Um, other than that, like pressing seems to be going pretty well, especially yeah. with regards to depth. Like depth was something that I sacrificed, and a lot of people listening will probably be like, "Fuck yeah, I've done the same." I think yep. everyone does now and again. Of course. Like when you're chasing numbers on a pressing movement, you're bound to see some some issues with your depth going to shit at some point so yeah my depth went to shit to be honest um with 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 some of my loading sets so i was like right i can't have this happen again especially if i want a decent chest like i've got to be able to take it through its fullest range yeah um so yeah reset a lot of that ages ago and now it's now it's pretty much back up to full strength with full range brilliant Um, so it's good to see and it feel feel mate it feels so much better like, of course, like yeah. I'm, after every set, I feel like I'm actually using my chest. Yeah. Which is great. Um, yeah. I've had that. Other, other than that, deadlifts, I sort of reintroduced conventional deadlifts again. They yeah. felt pretty smooth the other day. Um, again, like, funny enough, George, I had a issue with my lower back, like, quite quite a while back, actually. I, I, but I, 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 like, really twinged it on mm-hmm. a pull that I did once. It was basically after being in a car for too long. Okay, yeah, I remember that, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and that was so frustrating. I was like, this is the first time I've ever got injured pulling. And mm-hmm. I know what you mean about how it knocks your confidence. Like of course, yeah. And stuff like that, because it really did knock my confidence for a bit. So I, I thought, right, how can I take the pressure off my lower back? So I pulled sumo for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, sumos went well, progressed then quite, quite drastically, but it's not the same. Um, yeah, it's not yeah. The same. It doesn't it's not. give you the same, uh, the same feeling that conventional pull does. Yeah, it's just not the same. So I've taken back the conventional pull, and I think, I think doing the sumos definitely drove up my conventional pull a bit because I'm just yeah. feeling, I'm feeling really powerful, especially in phases of the pull where I was a little bit weak, um, mm-hmm. just above my knee. So I'm tempted to see how I feel tomorrow because the plan plan would be to rotate back round to push tomorrow um i'm really tempted to see how i feel and see if i could rotate back round to pull and then push and then legs just mm-hmm. to see if i can start getting that rotation in because if i could go pull push legs i think that would might be a little bit more favorable if i want to deadlift on a pull day because at the moment my rotations pull push uh sorry push pull legs yeah and when when i'm pulling the day before leg day it just doesn't quite add up you know, mm. like I'm, I'm going into my leg days, even if they're still productive, I'm going into my leg days with some degree of lower back fatigue from pulling. And also I'm always pretty much going to my leg days with, especially when I'm doing a back squat, going to mm. my leg days with a fatigued upper back, which for a, a low bar back squat is quite frankly crap. You don't want that at all. You want Absolutely. Fresh, you want a fresh upper back. So yeah, um, I might see if I can squeeze in pull tomorrow, then push um on friday um and then legs on saturday and then sunday is uh, jp's seminar so oh, i'm yeah. going to sunny scunthorpe <laughs> I, I think i said that in the last yeah you did, yeah yeah um so yeah and i'll obviously update you guys on how that one goes but i think it's yeah it's all about contest prep um rebounding out of a contest prep and things like that and obviously i'll bring like quite a few questions from and non-assisted side, especially with regards to like fat loss supplements for a non-assisted like your and things like that. I want to know his opinion on those. 
Yep. So uh, yeah, excited for that. Excited, stuff. excited to see JP in person. I've only seen him in like in person once at Body Power, so yeah, to see him in person again and see how big he is. It's always yeah that that side of things. When you go to Body Power as well, it's always crazy to see like them, like especially the pros in in person. And if you think fuck me, they're so much bigger, like yeah. so much bigger. Yeah. Like, like you don't, I remember, you don't understand how big these people are until you until you see them in person. You're oh like, yeah, of shit, course. you are ginormous. I saw Luke Sando walking around last year, and oh my god, I was like, wow, couldn't stop looking at him. Yes. And I know, yeah, you just start looking at him like, wow. But yeah, um, you going body power? This, are you going body power? Yeah, next, I'll be at body power year? because I'll be at the A list booth. Yeah. Again, so that'll be yeah, that'll be great actually, and obviously I'll still be in Brum at that point, so mm. I'll be able to literally hope just traveling on the day. It's not far to the NEC from from here, so be able to travel in on the day and then obviously train as normal eat as normal because last time yeah. it was just hectic like oh food. yeah my food was crap over body yep. power weekend and i can't i don't i don't really like that you know I've, i don't really like not being consistent too much yeah um you know, i think it's good yeah were actually just saying the other day and i'm sure plenty of people are feeling the same it's just so nice to be back in routine like we're yeah. all over the place over christmas with travel with you know family meals, with Christmas meals, and like not that we didn't we didn't really eat, overeat. We probably mm. like, I probably underate a little bit. Danny probably underate a little bit because you just don't you just don't really know what you're eating. Your eating schedules all off, and yep. you know when you're in off season, your appetite isn't crazy high. So probably underate a little bit over that period, and that that annoys me. It's like why? That's yeah. just like a waste of time, but. Ultimately, it was because you know it's, it's it's the festive season. You have to be a bit more relaxed. But it was just a bit different this year because we just had so much going on, travel, and then obviously we we had the New York trip before that as well. So it just felt like it felt like a couple of months there, which weren't so good. Um, yeah. Which you know, yeah. Ultimately, that's not great, but it is what it is, and it you know probably served us some time off the gas, which is equally as important as. You know, being on track twenty four seven, I think so. Of course, know. yeah. I don't know. Hands down, yeah. Want to um, limit that as much as possible, though. Um, two years of off season is, and a lot of it's got to count. So. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, definitely. I agree. This is weird. I don't know why I'm going to mention this, but uh, I, I don't know why I was thinking about it. I was on a pendulum. I don't know why, yeah, but a pendulum makes me like, I don't know, it makes me like fart quite a lot. Like I'm squeezed out of poo. And I had someone spot me. This is, I don't know why I'm actually saying this. I had someone spot me on the pendulum the other day. And I, obviously I farted. Oh. And I, my gym's very like compact. Like you might look big on a camera and stuff like that, but it's a very small gym and there's yeah, a lot, yeah. it's busy. There's a lot of people around you. And I had like three eyes on me after that. Like just, it was a proper like ripper. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever done that yourself, mate. Just on the pendulum or pendulum or anything that requires a lot of depth and a lot of kind of, you know, opening. Yes, a lot of like you know spreading down the bottom, and then yeah, yeah came up, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, and he spotted me in that as well. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I thought I had to liven that up a bit just from that. And I was like, oh my, I just, just carried on, just like yeah, so, yeah, that was weird. No, I can't um, say I've had, I can't say I've had that before. Didn't you? Didn't you actually like have to replace yeah. your boxes on the leg press? What? Yeah, that was a leg press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's just that was that was embarrassing, but that was funny at the same time. Training commando after that was a bit like weird. Like yeah. it didn't feel like cockerballs just, just hanging out. Yeah, it felt yeah, it felt okay, but then you build up some sweat and stuff like that. Then you just get more kind of lines coming through your, especially if you wear grey joggers like me. 
uh, just come through and yeah, nightmare that. Uh, yeah, I let I let one go and yeah, I thought I was gonna have a repeat of what I had on the leg press before. So luckily I didn't. But this time I had people actually kind of notice. Oh God, George has let one go there. Uh, we all heard that, especially the people around me because it was bloody compact. Typical, you know what I mean? Like typical. But yeah, that that was a fun moment of the week which I forgot to mention. I wonder if I, I reckon people can relate to that though. Oh yeah, hands up. Like, I've never seen to have, like, it's the same with being sick. Like, I've never, I don't, don't think I've ever been sick in a leg session. Um, no. And I don't think I've ever shat myself either, not that I can recall. Um, <laughs> so, have you ever tried a single leg leg press? Because I reckon that would probably open up the, um... The sing- single, sorry. Single leg leg press. I, I've tried it, yeah. I've tried it, but it hasn't, um... that's quite a deep stretch in the, um, mm. the anus area. Yeah, no, I've just had... Uh, the pen- pendulum's terrible for it, and also the the leg press. If you can use some depth on that, especially the pendulum. Pendulum is terrible. Ooh, yeah, because you can really sort of sink deep, bury it. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're ex- you're exerting you're you're exerting a lot. Oh yeah, bury, spread, and back up. So yeah, um, yeah, that was fun. Um, and I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I farted. No, that's fantastic, mate. It's, um, I'm sure someone's done it. So about their um. You're not the only one. They're floating themselves. Yeah, it's all good. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the fuck I came up with that. It's just on my mind. You know, when you have something on your mind, you just get it off your like, yeah, mind. No, it's productive. It's productive yeah. stuff, mate. Um, where are we at in terms of time? And let's have a look and then see if we need to go into questions. Oh, right, four minutes. Cool. Um, do you want to open up yours first? You've got quite a few. Um, I do have quite a few, believe it or not. Uh... Okay, so I need to hurry up with this. Um, I'd say I've got about 15. If you could pick one exercise point. My story was far too long yesterday, so probably majority of my followers aren't even okay, yeah, so given up by now. Aaron, my client, he goes, look booking when you're training at different gyms. Stick to it 100% or play around with a new bit of kit? Uh, I personally like to play around with a bit of new kit. Like The amount of times that I do go to a new gym is quite irregular. So... I'm usually between two, like here and Ultraflex. So mm-hmm. I I tend to just like have a have a play around with a bit 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 of kit, but I would keep the movement like the same movement profiles. So if I'm doing like a horizontal row or a vertical row, I'll keep the same profile. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts. Yeah, uh, I just log mainly my main movements like a barbell bench press or something yeah. like that. But on the kind of movements where, you know, I just want to try something I haven't tried before, I pretty much just close my logbook um, because, like, all the weights, all the um, machines, they, they move differently compared to what you're usually – like, I always go to a, a different gym or a new gym or try a new piece of kit, and I'm sore as fuck the next day just from just how the, the kit moves differently to my one at my gym or whatever. So um, I just log the main – yeah, I'm, I log my main movements and just enjoy the rest of the session, whether I go up to a little bit of fluff work or whatever it is, try something new. Um, I, I change it up a little bit. But, yeah, um, just log the main movements is my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah. you just don't want to do it too often um, because, again, you just, like, fall out of routine with actually overloading a movement that's the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so ideally keep to the same gym as much as you can or the same gyms for your specific rotations um because you'll, you'll see better progress as well like for example something as hard as the hack squat like i wouldn't have been able to progress that if i was going between like four different hacks i just have to do that hack and commit to yeah it. So, absolutely yeah. yeah totally same yep yeah. totally same yeah. 
Uh, what else have I got? Um, these are quite actually long ones. We have to read for about two seconds. Um, what's our thoughts on classic posing and natural bodybuilding? Oh, like my vacuums and you know all the playing a frontable bicep like that and. Yeah. I think it suits some people. If you have like the the flow and you have that physique, then I think it works great. Like if you look good with a vacuum, some people just look horrendous with a vacuum, uh, and it's just like no, mate, you you look better um, doing something else. But I think if you've got like the classic physique, you got kind of proportions are there, then do it. I have no problems with it if you yeah. look good. But if you're looking, if you're trying to look good and you haven't simply genetically not structured or you cannot pull a vacuum in as as well as what you should be doing, then no, don't bother doing it. Yeah. I've never done a vacuum in my life. Um, I've practiced, but I've never. I, w- I wouldn't be able to hit one on stage. I don't think unless I start practicing right now. No. Uh, I don't think. I don't think it'll look pretty either. No. On me. I don't think thing. like unless you have a classic physique, you're very right. Unless you have a classic physique, don't hit classic poses. Yep. Very simple. Yep. Totally agree. Um, That's like that... small waist, ginormous lats. Yep. You've got those good arms. Hit classic poses. If if you don't, you'll just look like a sore thumb. Yep, um, I totally agree. What factors make you decide it's time for a mini cut? We've gone through that before, one of those before, haven't we? Um, yeah, pretty much. We, yeah, I think we've covered that before. Um, yeah. Uh, general, general lethargy, energy, energy, sort of. Well, not energy. Energy will still be decent, but just general lethargy. Um, you know, feeling feel, feeling essentially like you've hit a threshold of performance as well. What you've got to look at in terms of, you know, performance variables and increasing body weight is like, are you going to get more performance out of raising your body weight? If you're not, then there's probably no no reason to raise your body weight. Um, Then if you've held that top end body weight for like a month, then you're probably due a mini cut um, by that point. Because if you really hit a body weight threshold, you probably need to come down to be in a, in a, a favorable place for partitioning of nutrients and just general like actual uh gaining more more tissue so yeah i totally would, I would agree. recommend resetting at that point where you've hit sort of the peak threshold yep this one's this one's relates to you because i've i've been reading your forum and um hitting certain things three times a week but opinions on not taking rest days if you feel good um sure. so that second bit relates to you definitely yeah um so yep. dive into that and let us know your thoughts Sure. So yeah, recently with my current rotation and split, I've been more auto-regulating my rest days and that may well be like taking a rest day after two training days. That may be taking a rest day after five training days, after six training days. It totally depends what sort of response I'm getting. Um, So like, for example, yesterday, my actual planned next rest day was to do like, you know, Thursday and try and get six on, but I just wouldn't have been able to do it. Like today, uh, last night, I just felt like a beaten up little shit <laughs> just felt awful yeah. um after that hack and the just the, the fatigue of that session that caught up with me was um was basically requiring me to to take the the, the rest day today um so with, with auto-regulated rest days you've you've got to understand fatigue really well because you what you've got to do with that approach is You've got to understand how you're going to feel tomorrow in training when you've in a session today, and yeah. that's really hard for a, for an for an intermediate trainee or like a novice trainee. You're gonna need to schedule rest days, and I'd I'd recommend two rest days a week. Um, Definitely. So I'd recommend like a three on, one off, two on, one off in a week. That tends to work really really well. 
Um, and in that setup, you at least know when you're resting, so you can schedule, you know, different things within work, social events, etc., on your rest days. Um, and that just works better for most people. But when you're a bit more advanced, you can start auto-regulating rest days to a degree. But you've got to be willing to take them when you need them, because otherwise you will just get hurt. Um, and I've I've been there before where I've not really not really neglected rest, but just not listened to my body when I need probably an extra rest day gone and trained and then either had a mediocre session or just got hurt um yeah and for me like i i classify like accumulating too much fatigue as just just as bad as an injury to be honest because Mm -hmm. if you accumulate so much fatigue that your next sessions even amongst a rest day are affected in a negative way you've you've essentially regressed from stimulating a hypertrophic response you've 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 stopped your ability to provide overload in your sessions and that's just the same as getting a niggle you know if you Mm -hmm. get a niggle you can't overload if you gather too much fatigue you can't overload so treat your rest days and when you take them really right really highly um because otherwise you you will simply go backwards and that's that's not productive for anyone um yeah so yeah yeah just just consider that as you move forwards with your rest days and the first part in regards to hitting certain things three times a week. Yeah. What's your thought process on that? Small body parts, you can get away with it. Bigger, yeah, that's more same as me. systemically fatiguing body parts, no way. Um, Absolutely. I mean, some people that have that aren't too strong and aren't too big could probably get away with larger body parts three times per week. Um, but once you get to a certain degree of strength, there's no way in hell you're training your quads three times a week or your hamstrings mm-hmm. three times a week. Um, like you've got to be, you've got to be recovering really, really well, managing your upper body volume extremely well to be able to train those body parts three times a week. Body parts that can be trained three times a week are like, you know, side delts, um, arms, abs, uh, maybe, well, actually definitely the glutes, um, the glutes for females can be trained sort of three to four times a week. I mean, they can be pretty much trained every day if you're really sensible with it. Um, same with arms, you know, you could probably get away with training arms every day and not really impact things too much. But the issue is, so that's more acute fatigue. So acute fatigue, we can manage through sort of levels of soreness and just generally sort of how the body parts are recovering and affecting other sessions like our pressing or our pulling. With systemic fatigue, we're more so looking at like not just the body part itself that's providing fatigue, but we're looking at like overall systemic stress. So we're looking at central nervous system and our then our motivation levels as a result um our ability to like focus on a session is is compromised because yep. we're, so, we're we're ballsed up like our eyes are filled up with fatigue that we just can't can't take anymore um and it and it's the same it's the same instance like why i'm taking a rest day today is because yesterday's session was so systemically fi- fatiguing even now today like my chest muscles and my shoulder muscles feel ready to go i could go yep. and train my sh- my chest and my shoulders and it could probably be an okay session, but the issue is, I am I'm still accumulating a degree of total fatigue. So I'm filling my battery level up more and more fatigue, and by the point at which it's full, I'm not only going to affect you know my body parts in terms of them feeling sore, but I'm just going to affect my ability to output in general. My output and my my general strength and power is going to go down. Um, yep. And that output potential is what you need to basically it's, it's what you need to be able to overload and progress if your output potential isn't there you you you're going to go backwards um yep. so yeah take it seriously
I would agree on that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, at the moment, myself, I'm doing. I, I say I'll, I'm doing abs three times a week, calves three times a week, um, arms three times a week, um, and probably. Um, that's probably it. That's probably it right now for me at the moment, um, and I can get away with that. And just remember. If frequency is higher, volume needs to be lower. Simple as that. You can't get away with doing um, things, crazy amounts of volume. You can't expect to get doing 10 sets of calves every other day and expecting to get away with it. Um, so just keep that in mind as well when it comes to programming. But yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Day, I've, I've got a good question. Okay. Uh, so uh, let me just bring it up so I can see who it's from. Uh, so it's from underscore Beck underscore AM. Beck Am. Uh, so, if you wanted to do more than two sets for an exercise, would you do more top sets or more down sets, and why? So, do you want, do you want to take this response Good first, question. and then I'll share my thoughts, and I'll probably personally, um, uh, you will give a more detailed answer. But myself, right now, I'd go for the more, um, I'd go for the more top end sets. No, I'd go for more of like a. It, it, it depends. To be fair, I go through phases where I'll add like an extra kind of six to nine rep range on a barbell bench press. But on a movement like a, a hammer strength, I'll probably go towards the, the 10 to 12 rep range. And I think the reason behind that is just I, I can only give like I know if I did two sets of six to nine rep ranges on a, a barbell bench press, I think that would probably do it for me. That's enough um, in regards to just overall fatigue because I know I'd have to drop the weight and stuff like that. So um I think it's hard. I vary. I chop and chain. I'm very inconsistent with my program in regards to where to add uh, sets and stuff like that. But it depends on the movement, what I would do. Um, a kind of hammer strength movement, I'd aim for more a 10 to 12 rep range um, or something like that. And a more kind of compound movement, I'd look to add um, my top set up to an extra set. Um, yep. And there's no rule. Yeah, it's just, so, it, it, yeah, it varies. It varies. So. Yeah, I think you're very right in saying it varies massively. So, also it depends on what we're training. So, just like I mentioned with overall fatigue that we're looking to accumulate, if you're going to add work to low rep ranges on like a leg day, so let's say I wanted to add like another low rep range set on my hack squat, that's going to be very taxing on your central nervous system mm -hmm. and your ability to recover from that is just going to take a toll into your other sessions not only in that leg session, but your, your pushes and your pulls, everything else. So that's got to be considered. Then it's yep. got to be considered like, what do you feel the best connection with? So I have some of my clients that feel better connections in high rep ranges. I have some of my clients that feel better connections in low rep ranges. Um, I have some clients that are really strong in low rep ranges. I have some clients that are really strong in high rep ranges. Mm -hmm. So which do you want to develop more? If we're looking to create a hypertrophic response, like you need to actually get like good at both you need your low rep work to fuel up your high rep work or your high rep work to fuel up your low rep work yeah um, so for example even like someone like danny for example is really really strong in high rep ranges not so good in low rep ranges mm -hmm. she loves training like anything above eights basically but anything below eight and the loading isn't much greater like it's not because mm. she just can't seem to to respond well to those sets so if you're looking to obviously, you know, utilize an off season well, you'd want to get a little bit better at the low rep work, but you'd also want to yeah. really rep, you'd also want to really um, uh, utilize the your your good ability at the high rep work to get in a bunch of really good volume. So yeah. it depends, it depends, it depends. Um, yeah, I agree. Also, um, 
remember when you're looking at like the two sets and blah de blah like please consider the whole session because when someone says they're doing two sets or an exercise consider how many exercises they're doing because if you go in and your session is like you know for example like you're you're a novice trainee and you're doing like eight total sets for chest in one week you know or something like that very low volume like you could do way more you could do like probably up to like 14 uh, at a threshold most people tend to see issues with chest um above like 22 sets per week that's mm -hmm. a lot you know that's a lot of work um but i tend to hover with my chest being weak i tend to hover in anywhere between 18 and 20 sets per week which is probably the upper thresholds but still like you know, making sure that you utilize volume as a tool as well as intensity is important because a lot of people tend to forget volume, like, and just, you know, think about, oh, okay, he does this workout and he's he's got a lot of muscle, so I'll yep. copy that workout. It's like what we said earlier. It's just not, yeah. that's not going to work. You need to think a yeah. bit more be outside of the yeah. box, you know? It's definitely, it's like, for example, JP went through a stage of doing, like, one set on a, on a particular movement he was doing like six sets a session yeah. on these on pressing um and unfortunately that might work for him great but you're not him uh, you're not 250 pounds at five foot six you're going to be like me you're going to be 150 pounds you know what i mean so unfortunately jp is great and stuff like that but a lot of people are like i need to do eight sets because jp's doing it no you definitely do not um you probably need to do a little bit more on a little bit more um a lot more and yeah, regarding that, like like myself, like if I did like three sets of a, of a deadlift, um, I always think to myself, and, and I've been a little bit smarter with it. I've always thought, right, if I do another set of this, will it affect the rest of my session? And normally, with like a deadlift or like um, a, any kind of compound move, like a barbell squat or bench press, I always find that yes, it's going to contribute to some sort of like I know my loading sets in my incline dumbbell press next or whatever it may be is going to be affected, obviously. And I think. From that standpoint, I think, eh, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I find, is the deadlift really worth, that extra set I did on a deadlift really worth um, me kind of losing out on the rest of the session? And from my standpoint, I think no. I think I'd rather kind of put a little bit more work into, let's say, I don't know, a chest-supported chest T-bar row, yeah. something like that. Uh, and that's my opinion on it. So just question, right, do I really need another set here or have I accumulated enough volume and enough um, fatigue in these two sets? Uh, and I can move on. Because um, like, like I said last week, there's nothing worse than you do an extra set, thinking that you're getting 10 reps or plan to get 10 reps and you get six and you think, well, I shouldn't have done that set. Um, so it's all about being a little bit smart. Um, yeah, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Uh, got time for another one? Or... Let's take one more. Okay, one more. Uh... Potential for various heights. Uh, 20 weeks now. Do you provide no okay so this one b cocker b. underscore cocker do you provide meal plans or just recommend or recommendations for clients as some prefer spoon fed ways um so you do are you more of a meal do you provide meal plans or just recommendations for clients as some prefer spoon fed way do they do they prefer a spoon fed way who who who, who here actually sticks to a meal plan like every single day mm. like the only person that probably will do that is someone who has the same sort of psychological traits as jack thorburn which is yep. very few humans on this planet so yep. like if i gave a meal plan to someone 
just like, you know, for example, their first time competing. Like, unless I know that person very well, I'm not confident they're going to be hitting that meal plan every single day. They're going to start to, you know, look look for food rotations. They're going to start to swap things. They might not even have a general awareness of nutrition to be able to swap things for, you know, calorie for a calorie, which yeah. is just awful. So I much prefer giving people macronutrients and then obviously allowing them to track on my fitness pal. Um, but then being very, very strict, especially with, um, you know, people dieting down for bodybuilding shows. I'm very, very strict with understanding what they're eating. So I'll, I'll be sure to request a MyFitnessPal um, either login or just seeing their their day. Some people just record to record their screen and show me their day. That's perfect too. Um, obviously, you know, outside of that, it's like recommendations of the peri-workout window. So what should your pre-workout meal look like? What should your intra-workout look like? What should your post-workout meal look like? Um, once all of these are managed, then you know we can look into whether you can have a meal plan or not i think people like run before they can walk with nutrition like a lot yeah they they try and they try and like make everything perfect with like a meal plan approach or you know whatever and they simply can't stick to it ultimately what is going to get you results is is sticking to an approach that that works um and being consistent with it and you know if, if that's a meal plan for you then then fair play but like eating the same foods for like, you know, most of my clients are going to be dieting for 20 plus weeks, eating the same foods for 25 weeks, like the same, same exact foods day in, day out. Mm. I'd argue that that's not actually optimal because if we look into like digestion, gut health, and just generally having a diverse diet, you want some degree of food rotation there. You want to be able to swap your carb sources now and again a little bit. You want to be able to swap you know, a few foods around like protein sources here and there, just a little bit, um, just to create a bit of diversity. Even if that's, you know, um, you know, rest day versus a training day, you swap your food options a little bit, that's fine. You know, that's, yeah. that's a decent amount of diversity. But what a lot of people do is, you know, they think that by setting a meal plan seven days a week with the same foods, that that's going to be optimal and that makes them more, you know, hardcore or consistent. And it really doesn't. Mm. It doesn't make any difference at all. I'm sure I totally agree. agree. I agree. Uh, when I first started coaching, I would give all my clients meal plans. Yeah. Uh, and I started that because I wanted to man manage all the variables possible. But now, uh, like, I, I went, now nah, fuck the meal plans. Because what happened is clients were coming to me saying, George, can we change this? Can we change that? Can we do this? Can we do that? Um, and like I said, it might work for three or four weeks, but you're going to get bored of it in the same shit all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um we transitioned to macros uh, and that setup is a lot better. And obviously I used uh, my fitness. I've got the, my fitness power username so I can look at their diaries and each check-in I'll, I'll teach them. Look, this is kind of where we situate your carbohydrates, your proteins uh, and definitely your fats. Yeah. And then what I'll do each check-in is I'll just have a little look through on the diary for the week. Um, and I'll question, why are you having this? Is there any better options? Could you potentially change this to that? Yeah. I always question what they're doing because it could be a case of you, like I've got had a client eating 10 rice cakes and he's eating like 500 gram of carbs. I'm thinking, can we not? And he's saying it was hard to eat 10 rice cakes. I'm thinking there's a lot better options out there than 10 rice cakes, which is going to give you a jaw ache. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, perhaps yeah. change it to something like this and that. And, and, and people are like, oh, I actually didn't think of that and little bits and bobs like that. So, um, always question why, but I always like to look at in regards to what they're eating and ensure that they're not saving fucking 300 calories for a pint of Halo Top towards the end of the night. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> it does work. It, it, you can, like yeah, you can do that, but it's just personally, in my opinion, I don't, I don't want to preach that. Um, yeah. 
but no apart from that i need to find my charger mate because i'm on one percent which is not good <laughs> oh dear that's yeah. all right we're, we're, close, we're closing in on the end we can probably look to cap this up anyway um, yeah but yeah mate i totally agree with your answer there fantastic in terms of just making sure that people are doing things right from a you know a basic level um not not giving them not giving them everything all at once as well because you know if you set a new client up their, their goal is just to lose a little bit of weight and get ready for a holiday or, or whatever you know and you just submerge them with a meal plan they're going to be like you know i can't do this um absolutely like no, totally you know, with the macros approach you know a lot of people find it stressful to put in their food into my fitness pal um they find that it takes ages to try and get to the macros and at the end of the day, like all it all it takes, and I said this to some of my new clients, like you know, it's very rarely that this happens because most of my clients are educated on this front. But some of them will message me saying, oh, "I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't put my food into my fitness pal. I can't do it." I remember it quite frequently with general population clients back in the um, sort of 2015, 2016 as well. It was like, you know, how how long have you tried for? How long have you tried for? And they're like, "Oh, you know." don't know like ages and ages and not ages they've sat down mm. for five or ten minutes tried and basically failed and given up at the first hurdle so you know it's like it's like you know the first time your weight doesn't drop in a week on prep and you just think fuck this i'll give up like, yeah guys it's not it's good luck because it doesn't mm. come to you that easily like you're gonna have weeks and issues and phases in bodybuilding or fat loss or muscle gain or whatever where shit doesn't go your way and you've got to be able to push through that. If you don't Absolutely. do that, you're not going to make any progress. If you're not willing to push through a little bit of hard stuff, a little bit mm -hmm. of hard stuff, and mate, the amount of people out there that are not willing to push through that is stark. Like there's so of course. many people out there that are not willing to push through a little bit of hard stuff and, and that's why there's, there's very few top level successful bodybuilders out there is because people aren't willing to just push through a little bit of hard stuff. Um, of course, yeah. The vi the video that Hollings had made on his uh, Instagram the other day was great. Um, yep. And then I think a hypertrophy coach made another one as well, sort of saying, mm -hmm. yep. you know, if you're not prepared to do the same sort of stuff day in, day out, you're not prepared to be a bodybuilder. And that's so true, mm -hmm. you know. Unfortunately, bodybuilding is a very repetitive process. Extremely yep. repetitive. Of course. You're, but you've got to be willing to be able to do that day in day out to be able to to get closer to where you want to be mm. um and uh there's a very small percentage of people that actually want to do that they want something more exciting they want you know yep. something easier can we not make this easier it's too hard yep. doing the same thing day in day out um, yeah no <laughs> if you want <laughs> exactly. results you've got to be able to like just lock in and do the work exactly i totally agree I totally agree. Um, it's all about as well. I tell my clients to fucking plan the night before what you're eating the next day, if you yeah. can. Don't be going to the last meal and I've got 10 protein, 15 carb, and 65 grams of fat. How the fuck am I going to do that? Plan. Plan attack. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. That's why I shout to you people out there. If any clients watch me, make sure you fucking plan your nights out or plan your day, I should say. Yeah. Don't be coming to me and say, look, George, I don't to fit in here. Hard. Yeah, it's not hard. Just. And some people just eat the same shit every day, which is fine. I don't care. As long as you're nailing what I give you, brilliant. Yep, so yep, yep. Bit of make sure you plan. Bit of swaps <laughs> here and there. It's not, it's, not, it's not a hard task. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, cool. Sweet. I think we'll leave it there. For hour. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Wicked, man. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for listening as usual. Um, any suggestions on the name, like we said, just list below. 
and share us on your story as always if you can if you've enjoyed the episode let me know if, or let us know if there's anything you want to particularly see in the future and uh yeah we'll chat soon yep bye 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 bye, bye. <laughs> bye.